Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for seminal headlines featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, managing editor Ira Chofel, and senior writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, pistols, and pies starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. These seminal headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and Warchant TV begins right now. As always, hello, thanks for listening and watching. Like and subscribe if you're watching on Warchant TV. Share the love, everybody. And uh, before we get started, there's Corey on my left, Ira's on my right. I'm Jeff. Thanks for listening. And uh, yay sausage, yay sausage. First time in studio in a minute. Couple it has weeks, been. Few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Feels good. Feels good, good to, be, to be back. It does. It does. Register Sausage sponsoring the show as always, and we thank them. We thank Ben. We thank the fine folks at Register Sausage, who we've turned into a giant juggernaut, a, a juggernaut in the sausage field. I haven't eaten in a, in a minute, and I'm I'm pretty sick about it. Like I'm, I'm tired of not eating registered sausage. I haven't had the andouille in so long. I forget what it tastes like. Other than it was glorious, that's the only thing I remember about it. So mm. I need to, I need to refresh my taste buds. You think if there's a reboot of Ferris Bueller, they'll, they'll do like the, the, the Sausage King of Tallahassee, yes, and it'll be Ben, yes, sure, yes, of course. <laughs> they'll just it's rewrite a, that, right, that part. Uh, he is the, uh, well, yeah, Ape Roman is the uh, Ben of uh, Chicago, Chicago, right. Uh, registermeats.com is the website. They will have it shipped to you uh, really anywhere in the country, we think, including Alaska. If you stay in one location long enough, I don't even know, do yeah. they have fixed addresses in Alaska? Right. It's all no. P.O. boxes. Yeah, well, you're on the run. Yeah, it's P.O. You're boxes. You're on the run at, in Alaska. You're not going to want to get locked yeah. down. If yeah. you know you're going to be in a place for three or four days, that Greyhound station, whatever it is, yeah. mm. you can order it and they'll deliver it to you. Otherwise, anywhere else in the uh, 48 states have delivered. Or if you're in the southeast, man, it's expanding every day. Go into your local supermarket. If they don't have it, protest peacefully and get registered sausage in your life. So where do we want to begin? This is a good week. Yesterday, uh, I came on the air and talked a little bit about uh, transfer portal stuff because that's where all of our eyes are. And just because, basically, we'll know by Sunday, right? That's when, if you're going to play this fall, you have to have announced whether or not you're putting your name in the portal by Sunday. The only, so that yeah. opens up the field. We get four state players who decide they're out which is fine. We already talked about that. And then we'll peruse the landscape. Yeah, the only question I have, and I've been meaning to find this out, is guys who graduate and become grad transfers, like the, the way it used to be before the transfer portal was open 24-7, yeah. uh, I, I wonder if they have to declare. Like if a player is going to graduate this summer, I, I would know think, that right, he has the, to declare. The principle would still be the same. They're trying to get these coaches to know who's going to be on their roster right. by May 1st. I feel like that would be the same for a grad transfer. But that's just complete speculation. Yeah, yeah that, that's one thing I'd like to find out. I think Because there are some players that have, are in their fourth season, 
fourth year of college who potentially could be graduating by this summer. The question is, like, I don't know for sure if those people have to declare, but yeah, the vast majority, for all intents and purposes, if a player wants to transfer and be, or even have the option to transfer, mm-hmm. you could still possibly have some guys put their name in the portal and then stay if they're desirable. If the, if the coaching staff at Florida State or another school wants to keep them, they could go in the portal and then take some time to decide it. But, but if you want to play this fall, for all intents and purposes, you need to declare that by going in the portal by the sun. I think the fan base gets concerned because they see names uh, on Florida State's roster enter the portal, and they don't see a bunch of names coming back just yet. Right. But again, the names that have entered the portal up to this point, not earth-shattering for Florida State to lose those players. And there's time. they got plenty of time to bring in these guys. Yeah. Like, let's find out who's all out there. You're not in a rush to just supplant the name of the guy who announced two days ago because he left. Like, Quayshon Fuller leaves, and you go, okay, he leaves. He loses a depth piece, I guess. He was, he was he had a prob- grand total of 11 tackles in his career at FSU, right. but, I mean, okay. He was probably one of the first ones that I think people were at least asking, well, wait a minute, I thought he might be on the 2D. Might be able to play. Uh, right. Jadarius Green McKnight, to me, was kind of close to that as well. He had shown potential. Um, it just was never clicking, and it didn't seem like he was moving up the depth chart. But they moved him to linebacker last year, and it certainly didn't look like he was going to be in the two deep this year. No. So nobody that you knew was going to be in the two deep this fall is transferred, and those are the guys you'd be concerned about. And where are those guys going to end up? I mean, when you talk about, and, and no offense, well, it is offense. I'm not trying to be offensive, but the guys they're losing, where are they going to end up? Yeah. How many of those guys are going to be at Power 5 Well, schools? we know up to this point, anyhow, the vast three. majority four have total. Hunter Washington just uh, yeah. signed, or committed to Mississippi State, okay. um, who yeah. went in recently. But he, again, was not going to be in the 2D. He wasn't going to factor State. in this year. He anyway. might have a better opportunity at yeah. Mississippi State. Um, and I think uh, Corey Wren is TCU, but you know that's kind of in that ballpark. Right. But I think from what it sounds like, Quayshon Fuller – uh, some of these other guys. Fuller will Kobe, end up, yeah. Kobe Gross is going back to a junior college, actually. Correct, yeah. um, and I think Court, you know, Quayshon Fuller may end up going to. I think he'll go to an FBS school. I just don't think he's going to. A but you're not basketball. losing upward. They're, right. they're not upward, upwardly mobile. Yeah, any you're of not these losing players. kids. You're not that losing go on Alabama, to, yeah. Ohio State. Right, right, right. Uh, and which so, is which is a good thing and a bad thing. Well, yeah. right, yeah, yeah. Mostly good though. Yeah, Georgia's like, oh, we're losing a kid, and he's going to go to Alabama or Clemson or Florida State, the way that Jermaine Johnson did. You know, yeah. it's like, okay, that's how good we are. Those kids can't make it here. It's time for them to take it yeah, down. Yeah, and the he's going to be a top ten pick. Yeah, and, and yeah. they're like, oh, well, we still had a pretty good defense even without you. Yeah, but that, how daunting is that though for the landscape of college football to know? You look at Jameer Gibbs at Georgia Tech, who's a stud, one of the best backs in the country yes. and he's just like you know i'm gonna go over to alabama gonna take it on down i mean road. which you can't really blame him if this is the where it's set up but it, it's a stark reality for schools like at that level and florida state's closer to that level than it is to alabama man you you know you could be looking at a year from now kevin Knowles or some of those guys not to speak into existence but if you've got a really promising player and an alabama has a hole to fill well, that's why you got to have a good year. You got you, those kids that are here now that have the potential athleticism to ever even consider going to uh, an elite level school like a Georgia, like an Alabama, or whatever. It, it, they got to know that they're in a place and they're building towards something. So if you go out and you have a six and six or five and right. seven season, then it's they're apt to say, "Well, this yeah. ain't this ain't going to work." You go out and win eight games, and they you feel like you're making progress. The right. losses are close losses to teams in which you were an underdog or something like that. You're like, "Okay, I want to build this thing up." Guys will buy into that, especially if they've already bought into the culture the first time around to say yes on the recruiting trail. Because remember, those are guys Knowles and guys like that. They're not transfer portal guys. Those are guys that have said yes out of high school. They knew what Florida State was. They knew how bad Florida State was, so they had to have believed in the pitch that Norvell gave them the first time around. I don't think they're so apt to give that up 
if they start showing progress. I think so. Is there anybody that's even draft in the possibility of getting drafted in this class from Florida State? This, Next year you're talking about? No, this Thursday and Friday, whatever, that started their career at Florida State. Like, all these guys are transfers. I mean, Jermaine, Keir Thomas, Jason Corbin. Is there anybody that's even draftable from Florida State this year that started their career at Florida State? No, man. And I don't know if – I, no. try, I was trying to look back to remember if there has been – I don't know if there's been another Division One transfer from Florida State. Menelik Watson is the only one I could find in the last, like, 20 years, and he started as a basketball player at Marist. Right. But, like, from a – from a football school to Then he would have dominated State. the post at Marist. Could you imagine? That's Put, a tough to, to, to kind of get set post. up in on the, the block. In the Patriot League or whatever yeah, yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. guy, i got to deal with this you gotta guy. you got to get your knee behind him yeah. there and really get that hand on the lower back was, and hope he, that you don't get a, you know. Yeah, and just one little shoulder and yeah. you go flying into the wall. Yeah, that'd be a toughie. Like, yeah. he, he kind of just leans in, gets his hand up, wants, yeah. the, wants the entry pass. That's a toughie. Well, you foul him. Yeah. I, I don't know, maybe one of the great free throws, too. With a two-by-four. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that, that's just a unique – it's a unique year. The Florida State may have a top five pick or top ten pick who's only here one year. We don't know if, if Corbin's going to get drafted. We, I mean, I would assume Corbin's going to get drafted. We don't know if uh, Keir Thomas is going to get drafted. But they could all be – all their draft picks could be guys that have only been here for a year or two. That, again, just speaks to how depleted the talent is. Well, and is again, and the people that are leaving aren't going and bathing themselves in glory right. at other destination schools. So you, the point being, you, you have – turned over the roster to a point where it's a, a solid roster now as and, opposed to and it really uh illuminates how bad it was two and three years ago. And you see a lot of guys now when you go out there this spring, you saw a lot of guys who are potential NFL football players. Yeah, I always say the uh, phrase looks the part. Right. We haven't had a lot of guys that look the part in a long time. It's why when Jermaine Johnson came over, we were all aghast at how different he looked compared to the rest of the players at Florida State. Um, it's unsettling. You know, I, I, Saturdays have been tough not just because of the results. Saturdays have been really tough because on the hoof, when you look at the players we're playing, they are very different-looking athletes. And even on teams that aren't elite teams, I mean, there have been times when I've watched a Florida State game and thought, hmm, their athletes look better than our athletes, and that team is going to go 7-5. and five. The team we're playing that has yeah. the better athletes yeah. is going to go 7-5, and five, and they look physically better than we do. I feel like those days are over, though. Not, not where It's going to happen a few Saturdays, but you line up this defense and you, you go from all 11 starters, most of them can play and look the part. Yeah, you that know, defensive Jamie line. Jamie Robinson, the that, defensive it, line, yeah, Bethune, like a, Deloach, mm -hmm. getting a little bigger and getting better. Yeah, uh, Cooper. Year, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, those, are, those are good players now. Those are potential NFL players, some of them. They're potential NFL players. That, that was not the case two years ago other than Asante. And some of it, when it happens gradually, and, and it could kind of, as it happens gradually, certainly the way it did towards the end of Jimbo's tenure, particularly on the offensive line, and then the begin, you know, the next tenure, Willie Taggart, and then Norvell, like when you see it happening over time, you kind of just kind of not become numb to it, but you just see it. But I remember, I think I mentioned it before, but when um, Brian McFadden came back to a practice in the spring, it was like, like it, it, was, it was either 17 or 8, somewhere in there. It might have been Jimbo's last year, and he looked at the offensive lineman, and he's like, Man, these guys, their, what are we their doing? pads, their pads don't fit them. Like, the, these guys don't, they, none of them look like Florida State offensive linemen. And, and it's like, yeah, this is where they're at. This is, but that's, that's again, that's where sometimes people question how, how much we're defending Mike Norvell. And I don't think any of us are defending him like, you know, our lives are on it. But you, when you think about how long it had been degrading the roster, it just didn't happen quickly and it did, hasn't been fixed quickly. But it does seem like they're getting closer. Now. Yeah, it, it takes a while to revamp a roster, also to revamp a psyche. I think he's 
succeeded on the collective psyche. I think right. the people that are on this roster now mm. are bought in yeah. to what he's preached, taught, and, and been able to, I think, infuse a work ethic, a daily work ethic. That it's much better than it was two years ago, three years ago. Now you just got to upgrade the level of people that are bought in and in day to day, you know, moving towards this. Uh, hence the climb and all that other cheesy stuff. But it, it matters. It takes time. And then if you can back that up with wins, then it just <laughs> Wouldn't solidifies. That be something? Well, my, Wouldn't yeah. that be something? That, that'll expedite the process. Because, well, because Get some dubs up in here. Because the reality is, and we have all talked about what are how if they don't have success this year, what it would do to recruiting, what it would do to I think media coverage. Didn't have success it would year. also be a problem inside that locker room. Because when you ask people to work hard, when you demand a lot. They want results. Exactly. And if they don't have results, and it's now it's affecting them and their potential draft or whatever else. Well, you begin to second yeah. guess what you bought into right. as well. If you're yeah, you a don't guy, feel like you bought a uh, yeah. a lemon, yeah. like oh man, yeah. I believed in this guy, and here we are five and seven, four and eight again. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough, and big and year. yeah. So they, they it is a very very big year. It's why it will probably be the central theme. It usually is anyhow for all of us, but it'll be the central theme all summer, even with not a lot to talk about in a specific week. You're still going to somehow introduce the idea of how important this is and the build up towards it, because it, it's just lurking there. You know. How important it is. It got me thinking. I know we want to do something with the LSU folks this week if we can at War Chant, and um, we, we're working to that end uh, just to start previewing opponents over the mm-hmm. summer, which is a, a good idea, I think. But when you start, lo- I looked at the win bets. I do. The well, when do we get the Duquesne sport. folks? <laughs> Are you they, want that one? Yeah, I'll do the Duquesne. Why don't you guys. lead? Okay, I'll lead do by example. I'll start with Duquesne. The problem is they're in such demand, right? That it's hard to get. You their better time. submit now. So we're hoping to get some LSU people. Because that Duquesne media, man, it's like they're it's constantly well, showing. Well, it's, it's uh, where they, Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh? Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're all over the place there. Drove right past Duquesne. Uh, said a little prayer for him when I was in Pittsburgh last summer. I was like, man, you poor bastards. You don't know what's coming. Have well, you seen Jordan Travis? It, it, it wouldn't have even mattered if we were a, a four-win team. Do you that know uh, there's, a, there's a bit of history between Duquesne and Florida State? Is there do really? We, do either one of y'all know? A stout in, history. Um, Enlighten us. Uh, in 1989, George McLeod's senior year, they were a four seed in the tournament. The Dukes. And, and Duquesne upset them in the first round. Mm. Uh, uh, Pat Kennedy's maybe second NCAA tournament. That's largely I why like anybody knows. Yeah, 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 sorry. I just, well, yeah. Yeah, let's hope that doesn't happen again. Revenge shall be ours. Yeah, that's All right. Been waiting, uh, what, later. 33 years for it. They should make uh, George McLeod the honorary captain. <laughs> he comes out. <laughs> yeah, he, well, he can plant the spear. Yeah. You guys going to take an ass beating today. Yeah, I remember. I've been waiting on this one. Uh, <laughs> the win bet odds for the SEC are out. I think they're about to drop the Big Ten. And What's LSU? The uh, LSU's at six. That's I was just about to go Ooh, there. What I'm saying, man, LSU's this is six. not. Like a, this is a very, Let's very winnable like game. Yeah, yeah. Had he said, had I told you that it's at nine and a half, mm. you'd have been like, mm, I would no, I would have been like, that's. I'm betting the under. Yeah. I really don't yeah, think yeah. they're that good this year. But and, it is but at six, six man. That's, well, hey, let's play a little game. Let's let's have a long first set. It's been a while. We're okay, all together. Right, we're all go, together. Boys. Finally, all, uh, what do you think it is for Alabama? Because it's the same every year. Eleven. 11 and a half. Okay, sure. How ridiculous is that? Either they go undefeated. Either they go over 11 and a half. They go undefeated or you lose the bet. Yeah. Get the hell out of it. It's ridiculous. This sport is so dumb. If you're going to take the over, you get plus 200. By the way, it's money to take the under. It's just the 12 games. We're not talking about the SEC championship. Because clearly they'd go over 11 and a half if you counted bowl games and championships. Just for the twelve game regular season, their win total is eleven. Eleven and a half. That would be like the Warriors being seventy nine and a half win total in the NBA every year. It's nuts. It is crazy. So it's eleven and a half. By the way, your George Bulldogs are eleven and a half as well. Well, they're the reigning national champ. I'm just letting buddy. you know. And, and they, they got, got Stetson Bennett, Bennett coming yeah. back. They got a Heisman contender. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not even going to bring it up. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. What do you think, Jimbo? The Fighting Jimbo's are this is a big year. Texas A and M. Well, you told me, so you can't guess. 
Were you in the room? I heard I, you. Oh, yeah. never mind. All right, the answer is nine. This is tainted. The yeah. answer is nine. I would have put it at uh, eight and a half. You know what I don't Eight and like? a half, oh, I think I'm they get hammered. Over. I think it, they yeah, hammered they would have the hammered the okay. over there. Right. And I think nine and a half, nine and a half, half get hammered, hammered on the under. All right. So there's going to be a lot of pushes. The over is minus 125. I took the over. I need Jimbo to not lose the random game. They have no business losing based on the last three recruiting yeah, classes. Yeah, they do that. I can't. Can't wait to talk crap when they lose that. When you lose that bet, well, they'll probably can't lose wait. some rando out there. They'll because they'll gotta lose three games. They got Miami. Well, you could push. They got Miami. Well, yeah. Two. Is, a, is a push? Do you get your money? I, back? I get my money back. I don't okay. lose the bet. You know so how betting works. This this I didn't know it totals. <laughs> I didn't know oh. it totals. Hey, I'm hammering the under on Ole Miss. By the way, that number is eight. So are they not going to be good this year? Well, losing Matt Corral is a is a yeah. problem, I would think. And you lose your DC. You bring in a new DC. What about man. the Gators? That's anybody. Oh, that's the only other team. Seven. Seven. Hmm. All right, that's a, that seems about right. Look, so that's what you're you're playing two SEC schools, two uh, you know national programs, but their win totals for by Vegas are seven and six. You we'll are not that. you are not playing juggernauts. You're not playing, you're not Alabama, playing Alabama and or Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got so a shot there. It's not. It is a. It's a. It's not an easy schedule by any stretch, but it's not impossible because nobody on this schedule is a juggernaut. Clemson is the best team on the schedule probably, but who's their quarterback? Are they going to be Are they gonna be able to move the ball? Because they couldn't last year, and they lost Brent Venables. Look, and if Vegas has them winning six games and seven games, Vegas may not have you as an underdog in those games. I mean, it's possible. They may be – you may not be Especially an underdog Florida in coming here. Games. I would think Florida yeah. coming here. I think you are an underdog probably to LSU, but only I don't know, man. Points. How many games are they going to be – how many other games are they going to be underdogs in? Yeah. It's a weird – it's a fun – Exercise. I'm doing it right now. I'm going to promote here the college sports book. We did the SEC East uh, yesterday. Today we'll do the SEC West. It'll post later on this evening. Uh, and I went through to try to find values. And you know, when you see these win totals, you're like, okay, all right. And then what that forces you to do is you go in and you're like, oh, well, who did they lose? Because now you start looking at LSU and Florida oh, in particular. Yeah. And you're like, okay, who did they? Oh, okay, oh, lost three linemen, lost four linemen here. You know, you start looking at that kind of lost stuff. starting quarterback. Quarterback. Yeah. 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 So it's 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 fascinating. Simple headlines. Ninety three three Real Talk Radio War Chant TV continues in a moment. Ho ho ho. Horizons, it took, bar and grill. It took all the strength I had not to interrupt you, turn off your mic, and go home. Do you like how I closed my eyes when I sang? Too? Oh, believe me, that was the best part. I didn't look at it, thankfully. It was unbelievable. He looked like like Al Jarreau or something. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Luther Vandross. Well, he was making reference. sure it was there. I want to apologize to Horizon Sports Bar and Grill. Uh, their delicious food uh, should not be overlooked by Corey's singing. Man, that's a great jingle from game. the restaurant itself. Uh, but Horizons Bar and Grill is where, Ira? Bannerman Crossing. You're damn right it is. Tallahassee, Ooh. off Thomasville Road and Bannerman Road. It's, uh, man, it's just, it's incredible food, incredible people, incredible beers. It's where we are a lot. We're, hey, before a, the end of the group. week, fellas, uh, any week, like you could be listening to this six weeks from yeah. now, let's let's all get together at Horizons Bar and Grill. We're there a lot. We really are. So if you want to see this in person, this trio <laughs> Never in mind person. the food. You get to see the three of us. But yeah, the food and the, the drinks, the, the patio, it's all good, man. It's all working. If it's you, all working at And Horizons. if you sing the theme song, they'll give you some free food, I think. I think you get the bill is paid for if you sing the song. But with, you have to sing it like I do. With, and tell them Corey's saying With a bar tab. Yes, it's amazing. Correct. It's, it's incredible. It just incredible. keeps growing. They're yeah. so kind. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. What's a realistic late like date that uh, we would be bringing in, Florida State would be bringing in transfer portal guys? Like Because people on here get nervous. October? I brought this up earlier. Maybe October, middle of October <laughs> no, before the Miami saying, game? Like, what would be... 
uh, realistic. If we're saying this Sunday, ideally, if right. you're going to play in the fall, you, you, you will need, a, need to have put your name in the transfer portal. I mean, probably middle of May, right? Right. I mean, I think that's where right. Dylan Gibbons was last time. It wouldn't make sense. I thought Gibbons was later than that, even. I don't know. I, mean, I think it was around like, May. They start summer stuff in June, like the first yeah. of June. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you would definitely want somebody um, here for the whole summer, ideally. But, man, if, if a there's a couple positions, I think d- defensive end for sure is one of them, where, I mean, if somebody came available in July, you would take them. But they um, wouldn't. No, they They can't you become available. I wouldn't say they can't. They, I mean, somebody that could have been in the portal. Oh, that's still in the portal. But, never, but, yeah, but maybe yeah. you had no interest in you. Right, right. And then right. all of a sudden something happened and, and you could make it happen. I mean, it, those there's a couple positions. I don't know if with receivers, I don't know. Well, offensive line's one. Yeah, you would think. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of coordinating that happens there. They have to. There's oh, I got it. Under- so what are the numbers at, Ira? Where's Florida State scholarship-wise right now as so, we speak? Yeah, so the breakdown I did that's on the website. Warchant.com. And, and, the, and these numbers, you know, it's hard to say 100% exactly because sometimes. Here you know, he goes hedging again. Well, everyone, everyone, <laughs> sometimes the guy you may think is a walk-on actually got put on scholarship. Norvell's different. Like all these coaches that do the big presentations when kids mm-hmm, go on yeah, scholarship, yeah. Good he doesn't PR. do that. Good yeah. PR, buddy. Trayshawn Ward was on scholarship for months before they confirmed he was on scholarship. So there's some gray area. Another guy like Dante Anderson, when he signed, there was questions about whether he was a preferred walk-on or he's actually on scholarship. Um, I think he'll be on scholarship in the fall either way. But anyway – so I've got them at 82 right now with two more that could come in. 82 right now, including the guys who signed but haven't enrolled Like yet. Armella and people like yes. that. So they're at 82 Quasar right now. So they have yeah. at least three spots and then, well, well, And then, and then possibly you get that two more. Well, there's possibly two more. Antavius Woody, who didn't sign but committed. And the feeling is if he, got, if he gets cleared academically, they will sign him. So he could come in. And then uh, Dustin Hill's still out there, buddy. There's, there's still, yeah. there's still <laughs> hope, yeah. hope that uh, – I mean, the unicorn. There, there yeah. is still hope that Destin Hill, who signed last Kaiser year, Sose. could uh, sure. could make it in. So, um, I mean, you know, we'll see. And then, uh, but anyway, if those two happen, you'd be at eighty four. Um, so you'd probably need to lose a few more guys here in the next week uh, to make that happen. I, my guess is, even if you think you're going to get Woody and Destin Hill, you're probably still trying to make sure you get a couple more spots. So I think those conversations so are you're still thinking going on. The week, the next, the next three days or we five still days, might see a couple probably going to be two or more. three more yeah. guys in the portal. That would be my expectation. Would you want to harbor a guess at who that's going to be? Now nah, let's not play that game. I'm looking at receivers. I'm kind of curious. Well, I mean, to me, what I would tell people who are curious is the the place I would look more, most often is guys who have been in a program for like. Three and a half, four years, and they're not who can graduate, yeah. who are not going the right way in the depth chart, and who might still want to play somewhere else. Now, if a kid graduates, again, you could tell them, look, you're graduating this summer, you've been here, we're not obligated to keep you for another year. So I think there's kind of a, you know, you, as you're having these conversations with players, I'm sure it would be great if they all were on the same page. But if you got to a point where Nobody else was taking the – like when we worked in the Democrat and they would do buyouts every mm. six months yeah. for people that wanted to retire yeah, early. Nobody would take the bait. And they would say, look, if, if people if we don't get enough people to take the buyout, we're, gonna we're let gonna, you go. just going to fire people. It's like the airline. <laughs> if we don't get volunteers to step yeah. off this flight for a we're just going to randomly, randomly pick, pick rows. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's possible there, you know, there might be like one or two guys out there that maybe could be graduating or have graduated that they'd like to keep, but if they can't get enough takers and they may – because I think the last thing you want to do – is push kids out who haven't graduated and have been here for less than three years. Jeff, how would you push someone out if you were a coach and a kid just hadn't he, – he's not going to play for you. He's a good kid, but he's not going to play for well, you. Well, if he's and a good really, kid, I'm screwed. 
But you we really need have, that. We should not have committed him. We should not have brought him in. Scholars, I mean, sure. But you're trying to win football games, I and am. you need that spot. So how do you go about? How do you, Coach Jeff, go to a guy and say, "What? How do you say it? How do you? How do you? How do you kind of <laughs> so my, nudge him out the door?" So my freshman year of college, I lived off campus because I did everything real late, and I was just. Anyway, I, I didn't make it into a dorm, so I had to get an apartment. I moved into an apartment with three other guys. It was like one of these apartment complexes where you, they'll just put you with people that have space. So I moved in with these oh, three that guys. That is not ideal. Yes, no, it was everything. everything year old college. Everything yeah. about it was awful. Yes. Especially the fact that these three guys were running drugs out of the apartment. That's not it good. did not really want Ira in the apartment. No, they got a thing so, going on. So, so <laughs> You're not part of it. So they had to talk with you? Yes. They had to sit down so with one, you? One of, the, <laughs> one of the guys pulls me aside, and he's like, look, man. I'm sure you're a we nice like guy. You. Yeah, uh, we, yeah, we get along with you. Yeah, don't fine. get this twisted. Yeah. You're a good dude. <laughs> yeah. We just don't want anybody in yeah, that right. poor spot. we're doing our thing. And yeah. uh, so I had to like go to the I had to go to the apartment company and, say, and tell them that I'm not happy. Oh, but, like, so what was my option? Word it, yeah. like, what, what was my was I going to say? No, I want to stay. No, I demand to stay here. Well, part, that's the tough part. K103. Yeah, you're the ringleader. Not wanted. You want to be the ringleader. Well, you've got to, Corey, delicately let a young man understand that his presence isn't needed. Right, that he's not wanted per se. I know. I'm. I literally don't know how these coaches do so, it. So well, you know, you could say to Stephen Dix Jr. for example, "Come on, oh, man. Yeah, we didn't, we're not, didn't say I, we're going to name and names, not, and I don't even like that. We're not going to say name. We're not going to name names. You asked me to say Jerry. Oh, go with Jerry. Jerry. So okay, Jerry. Just say Jerry. Larry Nix Jr. There you go, Larry Nix Jr. That's and better. he says, "Where you know what? What do you think of my future?" And I go, "You're going to do well, at Troy." Right. Well, see, and that then we seemed, get, that's and I not give him delicate. A hug, that wasn't and delicate I get him at all. Some food, and we have a big <laughs> hug and out food. moment. And then, <laughs> yeah. You bake well, him I a casserole. Sometimes feeding people in these yeah. stressful yeah. moments is the way to go. I don't know that you would say you're going to do well at Troy. That seems heartless. I think oh, you're not no, a heartless I, coach. I would have called Troy to ensure that he's welcomed with open arms. So I have a landing spot for him. You know, they have the uh, the companies that like advertise on radio that like the guy will get you out of your timeshare or get yeah. you out of. Like Jeff can start a consulting firm. He'll come in and have the conversation for coaches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Like you don't want to have that conversation. Well, but it's, uh, up in the air. Up in the air. Right? George yeah, Clooney air. goes. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You fly me in. I sit down. I have the conversation yeah. for you. The very uncomfortable conversation. <laughs> so Larry, Larry, say, you're a good kid. Larry, I this guy loves you. Yeah, he loves you. We all do. I mean, he no, he's not here right now. No, but he does. He, he love does you. love. He you. wanted he's, me to let you know. He's trying to go get in a better no player. Certain terms. He couldn't be here, but yeah, that's and he didn't recruit you. Right, you're not his guy. You're not his guy. And you, don't, you don't play that. You don't Life play stuff, that well. It's good for you to learn this lesson early. Yeah, it's, Troy's pretty. Yeah, it's not you. It's us. It's mm. Right, right. It's us. It's us wanting a better football player, <laughs> so we can win more games. Yeah, and 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 that's not your fault. You know, you, you were brought in for a group that didn't care Could you about have, winning these games. You can't. As much. All right, so you can't like give inducements to recruit players. Could you give inducements to, to get leave? kids to leave? Here's a hundred like, bucks. Here's a couple flat screens and a casserole. Yeah. And a flat screen's not bad too. A flatbed truck. A PS five. Yeah. Throwing some, an extra five, controller, yeah. an extra controller. Yes. Those aren't cheap. <laughs> You're Those right. aren't cheap. I got. I put two controllers just, in there. There's not one. They come into Norvell's office. He opens yeah, the yeah, closet. He's like, what do you think? And there's just some games yeah. stations. That's yeah. the, that's the new MLB the show. Yeah, that's for you. <laughs> that's for you, my man. All you got to do is yeah. uh, this. Get, this door is open. All you got to do is not play football yeah. <laughs> and do play for someone else. Yeah, Florida International, Fresno State. They, I talked to them this morning. It just so happens. Yeah, they got, they got a spot. They got a spot. They need Still, a guy it's an who FSU looks just too. like you. You don't have yeah. to change your How gear. How about that? You can wear the same hat. Some of the headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio Warship TV continues in a moment. <laughs>
Seminole Headlines is brought to you by Register Sausage, serving the Florida Panhandle and Lower Alabama for over 75 years. To find a store near you or to buy directly from Registers, head to registermeats.com. That's registermeats.com. Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Like a teenager, doom scrolling on Twitter during yeah, the break. What's so interesting on the uh, Elon Musk static, machine yeah, over there? You, what, hey, man, I'm so excited about. I'm it? looking at the portal. I'm on the Twitter looking at the portal, uh, seeing who's out there. A Connecticut quarterback just hit the portal. So when you look at these kids' names on the portal, you're like, "Oh, I like that kid." You don't know who the hell that no, kid is. And, and the thing is, sometimes the the transfer portal uh, tw- Twitter machine, whoever the, does yeah. it, Twitter account, Twitter account, uh, they'll say like he's played two years and he's done nothing, and sometimes they don't say anything at all. So you're like, "But the Connecticut quarterback last year threw for 1,300 yards and ran for 120." Did you see my uh, just throwing that out there, guys? Speaking of Twitter, did you see my brush with fame yesterday with Dan Levitard? No. Uh-oh. Let me tell you all about it. Please do. So on Sunday, I tweeted something about this crazy situation in Miami with the, the booster yeah, yeah. Ruiz who's announcing contracts and NIL deals. Like, literally, the moment kids are committing, and they're acting like – and he's acting like there's nothing wrong with that. That's not pay for play. It's perfectly fine. This kid committed. Then I gave him an $800,000 contract. Right. So I tweeted about it, and uh, Miami fans did not like the tweet at all. Because basically you, you – Introduced the idea that it might not work. and Well, it may not work. <laughs> it may not and work. then now he's going to think he's the GM because mm. he's assembled this talent. Hiring and firing people. Right. So anyway, the Miami fans, man, I got a, it was, it was a little bit of a lynch mob from the, uh, the Miami fans on Twitter, which is well, fine. you're used to that. Which is what yeah, well, well, and I that. certainly expect it when you tweet about, I mean, tweet about NCAA right. violations, anything like that with Miami, you're going to get that blowback. Mm. Well, but some people started tweeting at Mike, uh, the producer from Levitard Show. Yeah. And like telling, kind of trying to sick him on me to like get because if he retweets it, yeah, then now I yeah. might have a real problem. I'm uh, supposed to be. You, well, you still have a bigger it's, problem. It'd still be a social media problem, right. but which instead is really of like not a problem. no, but instead of three hundred people coming at me, it might yeah, be three thousand people, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, but yeah, no, they actually talked about it on the show. They talked about the tweet <clears> and they talked about the topic and actually Levitard, which you don't expect Levitard and Mike, they were actually agreeing kind of with my take that this is a, it's concerning. It's it's crazy that we all know the NCAA doesn't have teeth anymore. Right, we, we get that, but you don't have to. Flaunt you it? don't have to flaunt it to the yeah. level Miami's flaunting it. So, crazy, but that is very Miami, and so he's playing to a right. character. But but can Nevin get even, back in the game? Well, yeah, I was but can say, Nevin get he back was in before the game? his time. Yeah, of course he, he was, was, man. Well he's revolutionary. Right. Yeah. But on Levitard's show, they were saying that like, man, maybe just wait twenty four hours or forty eight hours before doing all that. Like, why do you? So, just because they're not going after other schools doesn't mean they won't come after, after Miami. Anyway, and just a little, real quick point, but Levitard called me Ian Schofield. Ah. But he has since apologized twice to me, so that was nice. But, uh, yeah, so that was my On my the air, thing. or did he you could text be Twitter you? Twitter and then DM. You, you could be an Ian. Yeah, 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 for sure. I yeah. would, yeah. Ian Schofield? Yep. Ian Schofield. That's a kind Iris of a ring to it. Oh, Iris, okay, well, yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's a, a yeah. less common name. It's a more... Uh, no, but last week, I was thinking about changing it. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. 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 So, would, would people figure it out? You just can't go to Ian Schofield? Yeah, yeah, they'd have been like, where'd Iris go? <laughs> I don't know, but we hired this guy, Ian. <laughs> yeah, he looks a lot like him. <laughs> He's the Silver Fox as yeah, well. Right. It's crazy. Last thing on that real quick. Kim and I went to a thing Saturday, the Lemoyne Chain of Parks thing. This guy's I jogging. was there. What? I was there both days, Saturday and you Sunday. You went back. Oh, went back. We I bought time. all kinds of We art. did, too. Buddy. We did, too. We, man, come we, on. It was y'all awesome. Should've, y'all should have hooked we up, man. We could have been there hanging out. But I'm, I'm, we're By walking the way, the back to the car. sucked. Can I be in charge of the bands next year? What are so, we doing up there yeah, at the there Santa Parks? Yeah, uh, Slappies, all of them. 
awful. I, yeah, I only saw one or two. Sorry, I'm sure they're anyway. good people. Anyway. <laughs> good, good, good parents. When I was walking, we're walking, Kim and I were walking back to the car. This guy's jogging past us, and he runs past us. He turns around and yells, Silver Fox. I'm listening to some headlines right now. He goes, the Silver Fox. Then yeah. <laughs> Kim had no idea. Uh, no, that, that, no, but then he said, I'm listening to similar headlines right oh, now. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Oh, so, and I've also told the family about the whole thing from last week. You did. Oh, okay, you so they're down. informed now. Yeah. They yeah. know. So if you get any, like, hatred Did they go back way, and look at your Twitter account? Well, it see. turns out Molly, the oldest, may have actually already clued into it because she saw <laughs> War Chant trending, mm. and she was like, what's that all about? <laughs> Why is this We're happening? doing good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> all right, what's going Dad? on? Oh, Dad. Dad, you did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, by the way, what they're doing at Miami – is kind of what I is like, what you want them to is do, what I want them to do here. Why the but you don't have thing. to draw the yes right. don't but you know Miami has to have the attention to go with right. the nefarious. So we you just, can wait three days. I that's just what, can't that's commit what, that's and then you announce three days. I ago. just want to do the nefarious. Don't shine the spotlight. <laughs> just do the thing. Well, do you, the thing. You also go want, get the kids. You want Let's the kids go. to know what what money you're it's, paying you too. You can baby. easily do that without it being posted on social media. Yeah, or probably the 20, word would get 48 out. Forty eight hours later, yeah, forty eight hours later works just as well as you breaking the commitment. Yeah, there's no reason. Well, anyhow, we we shall see with all of this. And this is every time we talk about we didn't even anything talk to about do, people might not know that it, we're talking about a kid from Kansas State that's a yeah. basketball player that averaged seventeen and a half points per game that is getting an eight hundred thousand dollar deal at Miami. For, through uh, Ruiz's company, yeah. their benefactor now, uh, two years, eight hundred thousand, and a car, and that was broadcast. They were celebrating it on Twitter. Ru- Ruiz they announced literally that. announced it. People, a lot of people, including me and a lot of other people, saw that before we even ha- heard that the kid had committed and signed. Right, like that was like that was the it announcement. was the announcement yeah. that he was. Now he did commit and sign. He signed a great aid. So it's something which is up. An, another thing <laughs> yeah. that. Last week, a lot of people in the media were telling me, like, yeah, you don't sign anything as a transfer. No, he signed. If you read all the Miami stories or their official website, the reason Larinaga could talk about him, you can sign kids to a grant and aid. He has signed. That's why Larinaga could talk about him. But anyway, but the point is, yeah, why do you need to be that bodacious about it? Now, the one thing, the NCAA is afraid to death. They're not going to do anything. But I do wonder if conferences might try to do something at some point. Because it's just straight up pay for play. I mean, it's we there's are no at, I have been screaming this. This is what I've been saying. What are we waiting on? And it took us a while, but Rising Spear is in play now, and we're doing that. But this is what's going to happen everywhere until the rules change. Well, yeah, but when is that? If Who that, knows if, if and when that happen. happens. Well, yeah. this is why every time we bring it up, this is where I was going to go a moment ago. Every time we bring something like this up, whether it involves us and a player, whether it involves Miami and this guy, Ruiz, anybody. You can almost just sense, I can almost picture it in my head, the people who love college football wincing. They just they hate where this yeah, has gone. I, that includes and, me. Yes, yeah. and the fact that there are no parameters, that there are no real rules, certainly none that anybody's following, and there's also no group coming in to save the day. Nobody, the NCAA is not going to come in here and go, okay, we got to get a handle on this, guys. Right? No, they have already thrown their hands to the sky and walked away very quietly. They're Homer in the meme going into the bush. That's all they are, man. <laughs> the problem though is it doesn't the, the sustainability part of it becomes in. The things like I was talking about. Right. Because you now have these de facto GMs. You know, this guy wrote, and, and, and one thing I would probably, I didn't realize at the time talking to some people, he's not the only big money guy down there putting money into this. But if you only have a couple of big time people putting in the money, get some return. they become the GMs. Yes. And it's the difference between that and like a lot of people came at me and said, oh, this is new, college football players getting paid. No, the difference is at LSU, 
or the reason Jimbo, the reason LSU couldn't hire Jimbo is because they couldn't get all of their big money boosters on the same page. Right. It's harder when you have a bunch of big money boosters, or if you have no big money boosters. But if you only have one or two, then they, they rule. call all the shots. They rule uh, the day. Guy at Oklahoma State. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and then the dude at Auburn that was there forever, uh, Lawler, I think yeah, was yeah. his last name, who was basically, he hired and fired people. Bobby Louder. Bobby Louder, Louder, Louder yeah. Lawler. Yeah. Bobby Louder. Get I was thinking of Jerry Lawler. Come on, if we're yeah. just going to randomly you know, he, tap yeah, into he, he fired Terry Bowden. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they because he had the money, he had the power. But this is, it's so brazen now, which is just, right. and, and again, I think the biggest problem that we all have with it is, you know, the kids can just leave one school for another. There's no contract binding. Like, again, in the NFL, yeah. Jermaine Johnson. Forever. The NFL yeah. does this better than everybody. That's the problem. But Jermaine Johnson has. is going tr- yes, to sign he's gonna be locked in four-year deal. And when you get a free agent from a team because you need to fulfill a you know, problem at linebacker, you get him, you know where he's going to be each day of practice. And you don't have to worry about him next year. He signed a three-year deal or a four-year deal or a five-year deal. He's going to be here. And it's not that any of us or any, really, I don't know anybody that's, well, maybe a few people, yeah. Danny Cannell or whoever, who don't think players should get anything right. be, beyond their education. I mean, we, we all believe no, yeah, players he, should get paid. Even he flipped on he, that, by okay. the way. It took a while. So that's, did. that's not the point. It's not where we're saying that. It's just that it needs to make sense. And part of the problem with the one of the big differences between the way it was and the way it is now is not every kid was taking – handouts before not every kid was asking for money or demanding money up front or going in the portal every off season and trying to renegotiate which is what is literally happening on every college campus right now there are players on everybody's roster there there are non-fsu fans who listen to this there's a player on your roster or more who are going to the coaching staff right now and the nil people saying i want money i want more if i'm going to stay here yeah georgia has a backup guard that made a lot of extra money in the last two weeks I mean that's our tackle, backup tackle, and he can do it again next year if he wants. Sure, he can. I mean, anybody, you know, yeah. that's that that is that is going to be a problem. Unsustainable is what that is. It's unsustainable, and it's and it that does erode whether or not we. It was a false pretense in general. What college sports is in a lot of ways. Well, it just was. because one thing was broken doesn't right. mean this isn't also right. broken. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I mean, yeah. you know, and that's kind of where we're stuck at. Some of the headlines: ninety-three three Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV continues in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. 
Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. So wrapping up the hour in a moment, we'll get to headliner questions. Plenty of uh, Twitter questions. Plenty. I, I didn't check the Facebook realm. Are we all right on Facebook, everybody? I assume. I asked. that we. Hey, they carried the show last week. I they know did. that. They did. I know that. Did. We didn't delve into dipped, those Twitter waters. Hey, Ira dumped, uh, dipped back into the waters, felt confident about it. I think yeah. you're rewarded for the most part. It doesn't look like it's, uh, it's the we're cesspool that we're it typically mo- is. We're all moving on. We're all moving on. Well, good. All right. We'll get to those questions uh, next hour. And, and you know, a lot of people will have a lot of questions. I mean... It's funny. I knew it last week when we were talking about how well the baseball team played. I was thinking, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. You know, they'll just turn around and lose this series to Clemson. Now what would you do, by the way? Would you move Carson to a closer? Yeah, I would too. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I wrote that in my column that yeah. Jeff didn't read. It's fine. No, I, did, I, didn't fine. Read. I didn't listen to your show yeah, yesterday. I, I figured as much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was on. But he was on. I listened about five minutes of that, and I'm like, all right, I get it. Yeah. And then I was I went on to something else, yeah. went on to case file or something. I yeah. had a suspicion that you were going to write about the baseball team in the exact same way that I thought about the baseball team. I mean, yeah, we I get that, need, but uh, maybe, Sunday, I don't Sunday, need confirmation so, bias. I don't need that. Yeah, Sunday needs to be the Kevin Cash nine pitchers thing. I mean, right? I mean, like at this point, like you're not. <laughs> well, it was gonna, it was this past Sunday well, because I mean, the starter went an inning. Well, but I mean, why even try? You know, I just don't get the idea of they don't have anybody. There's nobody. Right. They don't have anybody that's going to give them six. Or seven strong innings they on Sunday. I thought they did. Yeah. I'd, I'd make Montgomery the closer. Did. Yeah, I would too. I'd put him in the back end. You can't. Uh, Scolaro has done a lot of nice things for this program over the years. They have been. Did you know this stat? You don't because you didn't read the story. No, he, it's been out there. Other oh, places. is it? Yeah. It was on I the probably eight. already knew it. The eighth, yeah. the eighth inning stat? Yeah. Did you steal it from me? No. Because no, I've said it before on the air. But 36 <laughs> to 3. Yeah, they've been outscored in the eighth inning. That's 36 a to tough three. to win games when you're being outscored thirty six to three in the eighth. It's crazy to give up thirty six runs in, mm. an, in one inning over the course of a season, but to only score three in an inning. Yeah, in inning uh, in thirty eight games. And in some games, that's, that's a vital part of the game. Yeah, usually yeah. the eighth inning is pretty important. Kind of on the line, kind of in hanging in eight, uh, That's in also mouth. an inning that I would advise typically. Now, there's never ideal, but especially the eighth or the ninth. Let's not commit four errors in an inning. That's big. Let's, let's, That's big. I, I mean, smart. if you're going to yeah. commit them, like maybe one in the first, yeah, one in the third, spread them out, one in the fifth, spread them out, four in the eighth. You don't eight. want to concentrate them and all it, at once. It seems like at that point you're going to give up some runs. Right. It <laughs> like feels it like tough. you're probably going to give up. Have some you runs thought about coaching? Man? I, I, you know, I, let's spread them out, guys. Yeah. If we're going to commit five errors today, maybe two in the first, we'll work around it. Yeah. One in the fourth, one in the fifth. Now we're up to four. We only need one more. <laughs> Colton, we 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 don't want two in one inning. We don't want two and one. We, we don't, don't want you throwing everywhere. Ideally, again. we'd have zero for yeah, the game. But if you're going to commit up one, baseball. Do not you know their fielding two. percentage is worse than it was last year? That <sighs> I didn't think was possible. Yeah. Now they are a better hitting team than they were a year ago. I know you don't know that, but they are barely. But they are, uh, and and they do some other things better. But the the picking up of the baseball ain't one of them. They're thirteenth in the league in runs scored. They might be 14. They might be dead last now because Duke put it on Georgia Tech this weekend. So Florida State might be dead last in the ACC and runs scored. It's nuts. But yes, I and would make... Yet, and yet, we would point out, as we did a week ago, they went on a run in which yeah. they beat ranked teams, well thought of, excellent baseball teams that have had successful top 20 RPI seasons. They whooped their ass yeah. in succession, won huge series, swept Louisville. So they're capable of that. And they won... Well, look, they're 6-2 and two in their last eight. In both games, they lost. They had a lead in the eighth inning. Right. But it's the... It's the eighth inning, yeah. and every time you lose a lead in the eighth inning, it seems Jonas Scalaro factors in. So I get it. He's been really good for you over the years. This year, in high-leverage situations, he has not been good for you. 
Why, Davis Hare, I guess, gave up the Grand Slam on Friday night, so that wasn't Scalaro. And Scalaro's had some nice moments, but make Montgomery, put somebody else back there that you can count on. Montgomery looked electric in the two times he came into close. Because yeah, he throws 96. Yeah, man, he misses and, he's, bats. and he's adrenalized. Yeah. It's a, it's a you, big deal. If you got to the seventh inning with a lead and you've got Hare and Montgomery. I feel pretty good. I mean, that's... So he can well, affect two games in a series yeah. or two games in a regional as opposed to the one where he might give you two innings then you've shot one of your best arms for a, re- a whole regional. They may very well do that and there is still time would be the point yeah. that I'm going to well, make. That's the like, beauty, yeah. Yeah, it's but the what's their, what what's their ceiling, man? That's the problem and I was saying this last week. What's their ceiling? Well, okay. I don't know, man. If you got those they two starters, hit. if you got the, if you got your Friday and Saturday starters and you've got those two guys in the back end, you can win a lot of series. No, you can even get to Omaha. You yes, cannot because win we o- have gone to Omaha with teams that were brutally flawed. You can't win Omaha with this. No, well, you can't win. No, no, you're not. But you, I mean, you know, and, I, and you don't want to just. I mean, getting out there is fun and it's well, awesome. Listen, but by you the can't way, win if, a national championship with this team. If you're a new head coach and you're trying to make inroads towards proving that down the line you're going to put together a team that can win a national championship. Yeah, getting to Omaha is a good step forward. Sure. I mean, no matter the ups and downs of a regular season, if you get out to Omaha, you are one of eight teams standing. It's an amazing accomplishment. You will have to start scoring in the eighth inning. The worst. If you want to get to Omaha, you will have to score a run at some point in the eighth inning the rest of the year. The worst part about all this is Florida stinks, and you can't even really make fun of them because – well, Your season's yeah. not going great either. Right. And Miami's really good, apparently. But you got a big series Miami's with them good. coming up. I was uh, going to say, that's... And TCU is good, too. Like, well, that, and that's who we play this weekend. So and it's, yeah, it's a good the RPM. Thing that college baseball is so dumb, man. Like, TCU is like 7th in one poll and 21st yeah, in that, another that, poll. I mean, it's just nuts. Oh, I never look at those polls. I do look at the RPIs. Right. Just to see, and, and they're a top 30 team RPI-wise. Just as Louisville was. But it's also weird college baseball in general because you'll look up and you'll be like, well... The College of Swanee is number seven <laughs> in the yeah, RPI. Right. How, how did yeah. that happen? Dallas you know? Baptist yeah, is uh, the fourth the country. team in the country. Yeah, so it is very strange, the teams that are good in college baseball. and you, But you do see this. But Florida State's a top 25 RPI team. The problem is losing that win streak as they had it against a team like Clemson. And Clemson's not very good, and, no, and you, you gave them chan- the game. Well, you yeah. gave yeah. twice, but you had a chance to, to move into the top 12 RPI. If they had kept on chugging along there, they'd probably be sitting around 12th, 11th in the yeah. RPI right now. now. Look, it, you know, not too far away from being in the top eight at that point. Yeah, You yeah. still sweep Miami, everything's good. Which they might. Sweep, sweep TCU, sweep Miami. The oddity, the you oddity is you would not be shocked if they swept either one. No. No. You you wouldn't. That's the weirdest thing. Like our fan base does this, and people do it in general, is they react when they're on a losing streak, like they were on prior to the long winning streak, and say, "Oh, they're never going to win again. This is an awful coach. It's an awful team." And then they turn around and win six straight. Yeah, and they're beating really good teams. Now those same people to go, "Oh, I had it wrong." They never come back and do that. But just let's wait it out. They are, as you say, though, a team to assess in a lot of negative ways. Not picking up the baseball, not running the bases real well, and not having three starters is problematic. And not having any slugging. Um, Reese Albert still doesn't have a home run. Their starting catcher is slugging under 300. Uh, he's hitting under well, 200, and he's slugging under 300, that. and he's not a brick wall behind the plate. So why is he starting? Uh, hey, exactly. But either way— Because they you, do have a kid who hits for a ton of power yeah, yeah, that they could start who also isn't a great catcher. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's an understatement. But, but I mean, yeah. he could hit—I yeah. mean, if, if you're going to suck behind there like the other kid, you might as well hit it out of the park. <laughs> once a weekend, uh, out, give me once again, a weekend. Especially a home run since once we weekend. have a power dearth, I yeah. would do. I would make. Yeah. Run so the that. one thing last year they had was power. Uh, Cabell, Robbie Barton, obviously Matt Nelson, who led the country in home runs. Mm-hmm. So they might have a higher batting average this year, but they have no power. They have no slugging. Um, they've also struck out. I imagine it has to be the most in the country, uh, like 440 times 
in 30 I think we're going to double check it during the break. I will. I, I don't you, I, want you willing to throwing around. I bet you could look that up. Just these strikeout numbers. Corey Clark? Yeah, no just, way. We're just throwing it out there. Never happened. I would imagine it's the worst in the country. It's, I don't know. He doesn't, hey, you know. he doesn't throw numbers out. <laughs> no. I mean, he doesn't throw hyperbole. Prove this me wrong, kids. Prove me wrong. It's the most strikeouts the team's ever had yeah. in the first 37 games. In the history of games. baseball. Yeah. It's never been done before. That's how I do. So, anyhow, we'll uh, we'll get to all that. Your questions forthcoming. Stay with Simple Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV.